Hello weebs, new and old, and welcome to Gateway to the Animeverse, the podcast that aims to guide an anime novice through the weird, wide, and wonderful world of Japanese animation. My name is Sam, a self-proclaimed anime expert, and with me as always is the man who doesn't know his cosplay maids from his Victorian maids, it's Will. <laughs> Thank you, Sam, for the wonderful introduction. Yes, this is the show where we talk about anime. We discuss a brand new anime show or movie, depending on what Sam feels like giving us, and we decide whether it's worthy of getting into the magical world of the Anniverse, a place, a realm that is uh, dedicated solely to the shows that we deem um, good enough to show a noob a novice someone who hasn't seen any anime and get them absolutely hooked on the weird the wonderful um yeah your challenge uh, everybody this week is to tell a friend about this podcast we uh think the word word of mouth is so powerful and we've got some wonderful listeners out there but you know we want to spread wider and um Pro- want to take over the world take over the world the soon the universe and the universe we will conquer them both <laughs> um so yeah everyone i want you to tell a friend get them hooked see if you can find an episode that you think is gonna get people hooked because we've done so many shows now what what episode is it? is this 41 42 41 41 41 <laughs> um so we've got plenty to choose from find an episode that you think is going to get someone hooked and uh point push it in their direction um it might even be this one because this week we're looking at a very interesting uh, show. Which uh, indeed, look without any spoilers, um, it was a lot of fun to sort of uh, get get my teeth into. Um, this week, Sam's given me Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Roll the music. That's right, this week we are looking at Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, which is an ongoing manga. Uh, in 2017, we got the anime series running at one core of 13 episodes by Studio Kyoto Animation, known for their big hitter anime like Haruhi Suzumiya, Kaon, Free, and Violet Evergarden. Yeah, it's a lovely comedy, romance, slice of life. Oh, we know we like to throw that, that one around. <laughs> Another slice of life. Yeah, it's uh, not what I expected going into this. Um, it Absolutely, was, it, it was much, it was much um, drier and funnier than I thought it was going to be. And mm. yeah, even from the word go, you've got like just this, this, this character, this female lead who is, yeah, just a really good character to have in this situation because she's so, I, I don't know, just deadpan, so just deadpan, like- yeah just to everything her dull dead fish eyes miss kobayashi <laughs> herself for for those out there who maybe haven't seen the show yet or right, are yeah. planning to maybe jump into it as well do you want to let them know kind of what's the the gist of these first three episodes absolutely and i want to do something a little bit different with this i want you to imagine right that this is like okay. a, a a brand new series coming out and i'm gonna describe it in right. a way that um i think will paint a paint a very true picture of what it's about okay you ready Okay. okay, my eyes are closed. I'm envisioning. This is the story of how an alcoholic loner stuck in a dead-end job <laughs> gives up on reality and gives in to her addictions. And yes, <laughs> I say addictions, meaning plural. Um, this poor, depressed, and tragic young woman creates a fantasy world around her, probably with the help of a lot of acid, given the amount of licking involved <laughs> in this series. Um <laughs> Combining an alcohol-fueled and drug-induced trip, her passion for exploring clantily-dressed housemaids becomes a physical manifestation in the form of a dragon dressed as a housemaid. 
This dragon oh proceeds to follow her every wish and command, giving her the affection and reassurance she has craved for so long as she slowly <laughs> goes about her mundane existence, spinning further and further into a pit of wallow and lacy fetishes. Oh the my end. god. Damn. Yeah, I liked it. Break out into our series of the... Uh... <laughs> I had a lot of fun writing that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're describing Joker. <laughs> yeah, right. But like I'm now when, imagining Miss Kobayashi doing the dance on the stairs. But like we if we if we're thinking we can show this, yeah, that 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 that, that needs to be um a meme. Um somebody edit that in. If 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 we're thinking of showing this to an absolute noob, that's almost that that is an easy like an interpretation they could come up with, I feel, because Oh, 100%. It's such a yeah, it's just such so out there, and like because I've watched so much anime, I, every now and then I so much anime. Like I, I, I've watched so much anime. Wow. I'm just, I'm just an, an expert. <laughs> you're, you're a consummate professional now, Will. Absolutely, yeah. I, don't, I obviously don't mean that in the same realm as like you or anything, but like I, I'm starting to get an idea of what what it's all about. Mm. And um, you know, 41 episodes in, there's uh, we, we've discussed a lot, but I, I have to sometimes pull myself back out and think, holy shit, we're watching this drunk talk to a dragon who transforms into a maid <laughs> and eats her own tail. Yep. Like, it's, it's weird. It's it's a very weird show. Oh, it is so bizarre. But, like, it plays itself... It plays it so straight. I, mm. And Kobayashi, like we yeah, we said a bit ago, she's so deadpan yeah. to everything that happens. Like, the, the opening salvo of this is that a big dragon turns up at her door and her response isn't to scream it's to run through could it be a dream am i imagining things am i tripping and she just settles on dream and just invites her into the house yeah uh, like the, the opening scene when when the dragon flies through uh the sky i'm thinking okay here we go a oh, bit of magical beautiful. uh a magical world dragons flying and dra- to be fair right dragon pilot could learn a lot from these dragons i was i was gonna say the I was going to ask your opinion on the uh, the dragon rating tier system that we seem to have going on, like with with dragon pilot being F tier dragons. Absolutely. Like, how is the scaling here working? Um. Oh, well, what what else have we got to compare it to? I'm trying to think what other what other shows we've watched with dragons. In. Dragons in general are cool as hell. Like, uh, oh, yeah. dragon pilot somehow managed to make them l- not cool. Like the whole concept of I mean, a dragon. I mean, yeah. Taking the concept of a dragon and a fighter plane, two objectively cool things, yes. and then just turning it into just a blubbery meh. mesh. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, these dragons are dope, um, I think. Yeah. And I love as well that they, they can go from being so detailed and menacing, and we see the, the even the details of like how its eye blinks. Yeah. It has like the lizard uh, film. It like the film it's, 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 it's another eyelid, isn't it? It's like, um, yeah, to keep dust and stuff out. Especially, you'll probably need that when you're that big. But then it can also be like super chibified and it's yeah. still that big. Like, there's lots of moments where the dragon forms are super cutesy and like sim, like much simpler. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just really cute. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a cool looking dragon and much better than the blubbery shit from, uh, Dragon Pilot. Um, yeah, and that opening scene when, like, she opens the door and is just face to face with this dragon. It's a, it was a really nice sort of, <laughs> just when it zooms out and the dragon's just stood there, feet on the floor, like, head <laughs> peering into this door. Three like, stories how high. How is no one noticing this? Perception filters borrowed from Doctor Who. Yeah, but I thought the perception filter was when it was, like, all glowy. Or wiggly woogly mm. greeny yeah thing yeah cut yeah is i guess yeah. Uh, maybe just nobody was walking past at that time maybe maybe 
there's a lot of things that you start to think like if people saw that <laughs> yeah people are far weird. too accepting of these dragons i feel like in this universe they must know they exist right it's just japan everyone's too polite to question it <laughs> <laughs> they're just like that's just the crazy cosplay lady coming down the <laughs> down the shopping street again oh her yeah but when but when um the dragon reveals itself to is it takia or is that oh yeah the 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 boy otaku yeah him the the bloke mm. from the from her work he, yeah he's just kind of like ah huh. right <laughs> neat yeah neato guys <laughs> well done good, good show yeah. Uh, should we talk about Miss Kobayashi then? Sure. And kind of work through our our main core cast. Uh, what What do you think of our our drunkard, uh, living alone, busybody salary woman? <laughs> She's. Um, I don't know. I don't know, Sam. What did you think? I haven't really got any notes on her. She like like we've already said. You know, she was. She's deadpan. She's funny. She plays the straight. Like she's the straight man perfectly. Yeah. Like. I think her, she's so relatable as well in that. In that, that she likes to get drunk. That, well, yeah. And chat, <laughs> chat about maids. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. It's just me. <laughs> I did, I did feel myself getting a bit called out throughout the series, like the first three episodes, because I, like when all the beer cans are stacked up in the corners and <laughs> then there's all the clothes just lying on the floor. I'm like, ah, oh, damn, I, that, I really do be living like this. Yeah. Like Toru would be telling me off for the same reasons. I feel, yeah, I like, feel like she's, she's got a lot of pent uh pent up anxiety not anxiety like uh frustrations like every time she, mm. she drinks she just goes to town on people <laughs> goes like, wild goes absolutely nuts and it's like all this built-up frustration that she's just like releasing into the world mm. um like that whole that He's whole quite... scene with the where they first go to the bar and she mm. reveals with her co-worker how much she they they talk about maids which is a really mm. weird thing when you think about it yeah to obsess over yeah and like it's not even just like the idea of cosplay maids which are abundant in japan it's very specifically like proper housemaids from the victorian era like that's such a weird fixation yeah and she cut it's almost almost gets a bit meta doesn't it because she's like calling out the dragon for dressing like a cosplay Mm. maid um and it's like you're not in you're not in an anime it's like dressed like a normal proper maid None of this crap. It's oversaturated. Get, yeah. Get your costume right. But yeah, she's she's good. And I, I find myself relating to her a, a fair bit because I'm also living alone in a Japanese apartment. So there was a lot of stuff that kind of lined up there for me, <laughs> yeah. which um, was quite cool. Is that the only similarity, uh, just, Sam? Is that the only similarity? I am secretly a woman, so. <laughs> oh, let's talk, let's talk about the women in this. Like, this is a whole woman cast. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, I mean apart like, from the co The only... Yeah, the part of the co-worker in Fafnir later, it's it's just all, all girls all the time. Yeah. Um, which... Toru, we've got... Which, right, okay. I, d- I don't want to preach, and I don't want to make this to be any any bigger deal than it is, but right, I I genuinely think... I, I didn't even realise that until near the end of episode three. I was like, huh, these, these main characters are all women. And, I don't, I, like, you don't see a lot of shows pull that off. I think some, no. sometimes... Sometimes when that is attempted, it, it doesn't, it, it, sometimes it doesn't land, sometimes it doesn't work. Whereas this just plays it absolutely perfectly. I think yeah. that each character. It's so well written. Yeah. And e- yeah, like you're saying, each character is so strong and bounces off each other so well that you don't think about, um, their gender or anything during those episodes. You're just focusing on the, co- the comedy and focusing on the animation 
and just the bizarreness of everything happening. There is a, and it's a credit to, yeah, go on. Um, it's a credit to Kyoto Animation for pulling this off because they're known for creating a lot of very female oriented works. A lot of their shows that they've made, um, feature strong female casts. And, um, this is no exception. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. How about Toru? What do you think of Toru? Toru, the dragon. She's, yep. um, an interesting character. She has, uh, dude, like, I don't even know where to start. She's, she's, um, <laughs> insane her d- 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 dragons her what her d- 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 dragons <laughs> d- 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 dragons <laughs> she's like yeah like she's very well endowed and yes the animators clearly have a lot of fun with that yes um with the boing sound effects and the way that they're moving even in like smaller scenes um but she's just this bundle of energy but there's this really dark undertone to like some of the way she interacts, like she's got PTSD from oh, the right, battle yeah. that she had in her original world. Yeah. And I kind of like that. She's so over the top and bubbly and trying to be happy for Kobayashi, but then actually she's probably killed thousands, if not more humans in is her it, Is this a devil is the part-timer sort of parallel as well? Where, oh, where he's I even think a of terrible person in the past and now they're showing this soft funny warm side um yeah and, and we have to That's then really like cool character maybe people just like rooting for the bad guy yeah i mean that explains why suicide squad's got two movies and we get keep getting all these villain focused spider-man spin-offs mm. yeah no i will not be watching morbius morbius go away <laughs> i have go away leto stop making movies <laughs> Um, right. How let, let's talk about some of the comedy moments in this because I think that is the big mm. selling point for this show. It's got some phenomenally well timed bits. Like there were periods of this when I was watching it and it was a bit, I don't know, it was a bit meh. But like, mm. but there were so many just little one liners, little jokes here and there that just land so well. Yeah, like one of my favorite bits is the for the comedic timing of it all. Um, there's a moment where she calls, she keeps calling Fafnir for advice. Mm, yeah. And his advice tends to be kill all the humans, destroy everything, curse them, curse them. So the first time she, like, she's like, great, thanks for the help, hangs the phone up. And then she goes to ring him again and she picks the phone up and he just, you just hear the word kill and then she just hangs up immediately. There's like no in between. It's just phone yeah. straight down. She's like, actually, better not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, when she, when, when she first, uh, is it episode two when they, when she chases down that mugger? Oh my God. My favorite moment in the whole three episodes. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. She's, um, so, someone's stolen a bag and he, he literally says something like, ha ha, I'm, you can't catch me now. I'm too far away or something to that effect. <laughs> and she asks, uh, Kobayashi, can I, can I, can I stop, can I stop him? him? <laughs> Just. Don't let anyone know you're a dragon. Do it without showing you're a dragon. She's like, okay. And then proceeds to Bye. charge down at full power, like breaks the tiling on the, on the shopping, shopping mall floor in, in just as she takes off pure <laughs> power and speed and like slams it's such in. a good cut. Yeah. It's such a good cut as well. Like it's, it looks like it could be out of an action anime, like the, the scale, the dynamic like way that the camera follows her the way that she just appears behind him yeah and then 
the twirl in the air as she slams him into the ground. It looks like something out of the better Naruto fights. Like, yeah, it boggles my mind. And the, there's another great bit um, in episode two as well, where uh, so Kana arrives and they go to how they go to play. Yes. I use play very loosely there. Yes. It's such a good scene. Like the, the power that these dragons have is incredible. And they, they hint at that. Like there's a line earlier on, um, about Armageddon or something. Oh, it's like, she, uh, Kobayashi says to her, like, oh, oh, you're one of the stronger dragons, right? And she says, um, if you consider starting Armageddon strong, she's like, I do. And please don't. <laughs> and it's just a really well timed sort of deadpan response. <laughs> I do. And please don't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And it's just that idea, and and she says later on, you know, these these dragons have the power to like destroy this world if they wanted to, um, mm. and then she watches them mess about and is, decides that they probably wouldn't because they're just dumb creatures that are just trying to have fun. Yeah, but yeah, that I, I, that fight scene is fight scene play scene is phenomenal. <laughs> um, you just get these like laser beam type. Dragon Ball esque, uh, yeah, <laughs> clashing, blowing stuff up. There's like. And then it cuts to like this big explosion and then this tiny cute Kana just like dodging out the way of a fatal blast. And Kobayashi's just there gobsmacked thinking like, what the hell? And it, <laughs> Can you just tone it down a bit? It's not only that though, it's the way it's put together as well. I think it, it goes to what you were saying earlier with the mugging scene. There's, um, there's, there's such a like cinematic approach to that mm. scene where it, it feels powerful. Like, I feel yeah. like if this was done in another show like Dragon Pilot, to, not to <laughs> not to keep bringing it back, but I, it would be flat. It would be, dro- uh, it'd be sort of duller, more, I don't know. It just, it wouldn't have the same volume. Like, you've, it, it feels like the camera's shaking. It feels like you can feel the yeah. vibrations uh, of the explosions and stuff like that. It's very, um, it totally rocks. And it's just really technically impressive mm-hmm. as well. This, like, it, it could be from the hot new isekai of the season of dragon battlers or whatever but it's not it's just these two <laughs> these two cute dragon humanoids just tumbling around and it's just and uh, it's immediately again with the timing the comedy underneath it we're in awe of how of the spectacle but then when kobayashi tells them could you play like humans they they mimic her and yes they talk, yeah and they're yeah. like oh my back my back pain yeah. <laughs> and it's <laughs> yeah it's perfect and it's just the studio is just flexing with the animation all throughout these three episodes even the smaller quieter moments there's like a really good cut of um when toru's doing the washing and over the washing machine and her arms and fingers are all moving at the same time really fluidly there's like the little moments where she walks in and kana's there for the first time and she transforms because she thinks kobayashi's cheating on her (laughs) like turns into this half dragon mode and it's it's all really really good to look at yeah and i can't thank kyoto animation enough <laughs> for basically producing something like this because they're one of the few studios that pay their animators well and schedule really well oh cool like they actually respect the workers there and that leads to productions like this that can pop off so well yeah yeah no it's it's good um and that, that, yeah, we've spoken about that before. That's really positive that, that they're doing that. And even, even in, even where they don't have to use that high quality animation, they still sort of choose to. Like there's the scene with the seesaw, which I love. Oh my God. Where they find the yes. seesaw and they try. 
again, there's so many good comedy moments in this, and I don't want to just reiterate line for line what they were because just go watch the show. But like that scene where they they find the seesaw, they don't know what it is at first. That's a funny realization, and then they just they're like, oh, it's it's fun, and then they bouncing up. Absolute. How are they not being seen then as well? Are they using their filter? Uh, then? Yeah, <laughs> filter. Another one of the moments where. <laughs> filter uh, it's it's what, just it's just the filter it's the filter if if in doubt it's the perception filter yeah yeah there's um there's a running gag as well which i really like with the tail like is it the tail the tail <laughs> <laughs> how, how is she why is she how is this a thing like how how do, why do dragons eat their own tail is that ever explained that <laughs> magic i guess <laughs> It, there must. I, I, really I wonder like whether that there's first bit as well. I wonder whether there's a species of lizard that eats their own tail. I feel like that would be a thing. Well, they eat their own skin when they shed, don't they? So maybe Do it's... they. Yeah, yeah. And she keeps trying to get her, get her to. <laughs> it's it's like uh, in Family Guy where Stewie Griffin tries to get um, Brian to eat the pie. Is it no? Oh, is it God, no? Yeah. Is is it Brian? No. Who 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 does he get to eat the pie? I, don't, I can't remember which way is around. It Meg? It is. Megs, Megs trying to get Brian to eat the pie because <laughs> Megs You're in love her. with Brian. You're eating her. <laughs> Great scene, <laughs> but it, she just wants a bit of me inside of you, <laughs> and that's the same thing here. It's like, I just, I just want you to eat my tail. Just eat a bit of my tail. Yeah. I um, love the first time it happens as well, and it's all like put on the plate in front of her, and then uh, Terry just eats it again, and the the way yeah. that you kind of see it go down her, and then just like pop back out, <laughs> like really. Yeah. And then that's when we get a big reaction from Kobayashi is the, to the absurdity. She's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> How does that work? Yeah. She, uh, and, and she tolerates a lot from this girl because oh, yeah. um, what she called Toru is a, a bit of a sex pest, let's be honest. She oh yeah, um, constantly declaring her love for Kobayashi, constantly mm. uh, trying to sort of seduce her and things like that. The, oh, there's a really good subversion though with the washing. When they, when she, when, um, Toru washes, no, Kobe, oh, Kobayashi's yeah, back. Yeah, washes Kobayashi's yeah. back. Oh. And it's quite sexual. Yes. And I'm like, all right, okay, another, another chance to get, uh, animes in the get back. Get that sketchy, get the sketchy, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Kobayashi offers to wash Toru's back and it's Toru's body. And I was really, disappointed i was baited uh, yeah i was baited the whole time I, and because we even get to the bit where toru's clothes are coming off and you like see a bit of side boob yeah. as she's running away yeah and you you, you expect I, I was disappointed i was thinking we've just oh, seen come him on, once. Show, you're better than this yeah do we really need and yeah but uh, that, kudos to them because that she obviously for those that haven't seen it she turns into dragon form and that yep. she says it's like washing a car <laughs> washing a car <laughs> <laughs> and she's just there with a hose pipe just scrubbing away and uh yeah oh, it's, it's, it's good. good it's a good yeah subversion of expectations there yeah. and there's a there's a few of those throughout um that i think makes the comedy work really well the um something that i didn't get used to throughout all three episodes was was the tale to be fair um it, it's oh really yeah uh, whatever i'll get used to it eventually and i'm not saying it's a criticism of the show but like just seeing a maid walking around with this giant lizard tail huge sticking out, green tail <laughs> it's not subtle in the slightest um and it's just it, cosplay dude it's look it's lucky that she's in japan <laughs> and you can get away with calling it cosplay let's put it that way um anywhere else in the world and that is not i'm trying to imagine her walking through the streets of slough with a <laughs> big dragon tail sticking out <laughs> 
Oh, Slough, what a place. Uh, <laughs> it's its own little world, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, sh- um, no shade on I... Slough, though. Slough, you know, big up people from Slough. Or S- Stultus. Stultus? Oh, how dare you? <laughs> Sorry. Took me a second. I was like, hang on, that sounds Latin. <laughs> I know there was Latin in this show. Yeah, the, the, again, the visual humour um, and the notes and stuff is quite good. Like, we get... Um, when Kurayashi is in a, an awkward situation, we get lots of text behind her. Um, and when she's talking to her friend about maids and stuff, like first they're talking about programming and it's all about programming. And yeah. then they're talking about maids and it turns all to be talking about maids and technical terms for that. Good bit. Yeah. Um, I really like the relationship between Kurayashi and uh, Toru. I, I kind of, I'm pulling for them. I'm rooting for it. Okay. Because it is super wholesome. And, um, uh, is it? I mean, be... at one point, Kobayashi manipulates the hell out of Toru oh, yeah. to do all like, all of do... the cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> to... you're, too, you're too lazy. You should do stuff yourself. But I'm so used to you doing it now, Toru. You do it so well. I just Ooh. love the fact that you do this. That, that you do these for me. You know, you're. This is just nothing for you, and I just love having you around to help and support me. <laughs> Oh, okay. I'll carry on doing that then. <laughs> Hearts in the eyes immediately. Got it. Yeah, she's a bit conniving, but th- there are genuine moments where they're trying to get to know one another and they're trying to help each other. Yeah. Like Kobayashi listening at the, at the end of episode one, where she asks if Toru's all right and is having trouble sleeping. And then there's the talking um, after the noise um, complaint a- affair where she's saying how she it's fine to be a bit inconvenienced by other people and with other people mm. and how she doesn't want it to be quiet anymore she kind of likes having the noise of kana and toru in her life yeah, it's nice yeah i ship it yeah fair enough fair enough um the what, what do we think to um what's the other dragon called kana kana what do we think to kana uh, um, <laughs> oh okay mm. I thought, like, I, thought I, she I, had like some, I thought she had some good moments. There was the, when when they, she was first there, when she first arrived, and she gets all oh my god, really sort of defensive, and and cuckold. Yeah, she, she starts um, slapped. She starts hitting uh, Kobayashi. She's like, I, you can't take her. You can't take what's she called Toru, Toru away. You from can't me. take Toru away from me. And she's hitting her, and then she hasn't got any of her powers. And there's what's the what's the what's she, oh she's like um. Have you lost all your magic? Have you lost all your powers? She's like, uh, uh, you can't get home, can you? She's like, no, that's not true. Shut up. And it's just a really, <laughs> it's just a really cute moment. Uh, no, it's not true. Did you watch this in dub or sub? Dub. Oh. But I had the sub on. I've not seen the dub. I had the sub on. Mm. I think, to be, right. So here's a question, because I say this every week and I don't know whether I'm, whether you're just being nice and not correcting me, but. <laughs> if I when I watch this on Funimation, the the dub and the sub are exactly the same. So is that just that they've subbed the dub, and I'm just watching yeah. it twice? They, so that's not technically sub. No, so it's they're they're using the uh, dub script for for the sub. Right. So in the sub, so it's pointless me having that on, really, isn't it? It's just the exact same thing twice. Yeah, it, it varies from show to show. Okay. But um, so I watched this on Crunchyroll. Okay. So the subtitles I would have had would have been done by a different uh, group, I imagine. Yeah. Um, or a different person. Yeah. Um, versus Funimation just tend to just go, okay, here's our dub script and subtitled. Amazing. Here, have the adaptation. Yeah. I mean, it, it, 
to be fair, I'm going to keep doing it because it helps with character names. Um, cause I, I often, yeah. <laughs> I often don't know who the hell these people are. Um, and I have to make, write them down. And, uh, sometimes even the pronunciations cause me don't speak Spanish. We see Chibi Kobayashi, don't we? In the, uh, photos, the baby photos, which I thought was really, really funny. Uh, oh yeah. Little baby Kobayashi. Yeah. And I like Toru's reaction to it of being like, it's so cute. Yeah. And she's like almost kind of broody yeah. for baby Kobayashi. I like the, the range as well of the types of stories that the show tells because I think the original manga, the chapters are quite short, I think. Okay. Um, so we do get quite a lot of very, very short, uh, one off jokes and sketches, like when Kobayashi goes back to her old apartment instead of her new one. Right. Yeah. Or we have a short skit of, um, there are lots of jump arounds, aren't there? Lots of little bits. Mm. And I think that's why we're finding it so hard to talk about because there is not, there isn't this like longitudinal plot at the minute. It's sort of mm. just it's very slice, episodic. Yeah. Very sort of slice of life, just going about their days. And there's, there's, there are little scenes here and there that just jump around and, you know, they're really entertaining and good to watch, but you don't, I, I don't know whether you actually get any sort of cl- closure. There's, no, yeah, there's no sense of like on there's no kind of momentum to it is it it's like you're literally kind of just dropping back in and checking on these characters at different points throughout the their lives um and that works it works for this show because it's it's very comfy watching it's very um funny and then there's the the heartwarming and wholesome moments like when uh toru is educating educating in air quotes uh (laughs) kana on ways of the human world but yes yeah. yeah there's no kind of overarching plot no as such i think if memory serves me rightly there's a few points that come back towards the last few episodes to give it like an actual sense of conclusion yeah i mean there is there is the i but but it's it's not important at this stage that's that's the problem like Mm. there is the whole thing why she's in that realm or whatever in this world yeah why she's um and there's flashbacks got injured and stuff. yeah flashbacks yeah. to the battles and stuff but it's not important at the minute it's just about sort of mm. watching these characters develop um get yeah. to know each other and just exist in the world and handle the day-to-day lives of each other which uh, is it's a bit like um uh is this a zombie uh is it is what what is it what's the one yeah is this a zombie yeah because in in that, it's just about how those characters interact. We've got all these random mm. characters that have got different powers and things. And there is sort of something going on. But at the minute, it's just about how they go bowling and how they navigate social <laughs> situations. And Yeah, that's a really good comparison uh, to pull across there. Mm. Yeah, and the intent of the show isn't to tell this long-form story, really. The intent of the show is just to be funny with the big booby dragon lady. Yeah, which and which I think is a little bit much with the sketchy etchy at times. You know what? Actually, I I thought the sketchy etchy in this wasn't really that bad okay. because I feel all of the stuff to do with the the etchy was kind of it was it was almost always used as a gag or leading up to or the punchline to um, a gag. It was never or it never felt like it was being lewd for the sake of being lewd. Even when uh, Lakoa turns up at the end of episode three. Yeah. Um, and she's got the insane yes. cleavage yeah. and the slutty outfit. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And like nobody, it's not portrayed particularly as being sexy. She's just kind of standing in the door. Yeah. But like all the characters are just like, 
what? <laughs> yeah, how's that even? How does that even work? Yeah, is that even physically possible? <laughs> like, yeah. Kobayashi's checking, like, going between face, boobs, and tummy, and, like, that, that doesn't correlate. How she should be, what? <laughs> yeah, you haven't done this right. Um, yeah, but, yeah, okay, so, so the physical stuff isn't, isn't that bad. And I think the physical stuff's used for good effect. It's more like, mm. for, for me, what felt a bit uncomfortable was just like the dominatrixiness of it when, when they sort of strip mm. off the, uh, strip off oh, yeah. Toru's clothes and it's like, take those off. And yeah. there's quite an apologetic, submissive response from her. She's very sort of, yes, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it's very, yeah. Kobayashi's a bit problematic when she gets drunk. Yeah. <laughs> she gets very handsy. <laughs> and, I, and I guess that in a way is good because it sh- shows uh, uh, that she's not perfect and that the protagonist isn't this mm. wholesome character and, you know, with the, with the drinking in general, she's, she's, she's a bit of a, a, dr- yeah. a drunk and a mean drunk at that. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's, um, not a good thing, but it's, it just shows that she's human and it, that this is a, her, a yeah. weakness that she has to deal with. But yeah, it's one of her flaws, but it's done in a very sexual and, I think and sexualized yeah. manner. I'd say another point to kind of defend even the drunken outburst bits would be that at least when the clothes come off, it's not like, it's not the same kind of lewd food wars style posing of the ca- of the characters. It's kind of like take the clothes off, and then it's like a brief behind the back shot, and then it cuts away. Mm. So it's, it doesn't linger. It's played as a gag, but also yeah, it's it's not a comfortable mm. uh, thing. Like it is, I guess, sexual assault. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. Also, the maid costume. Is Toru's scales? Yeah, so if she's right. She's pulling off the maid costume. Is she tearing off the scales for a bit? But that pl- that plot point falls down as soon as it's mentioned, though, doesn't it? Because she literally changes. She she says, "I can't change the casuals. I can't change. These are my scales." And then she proceeds to change um, into the outfit that she's bought her because now that it's fine. Now that now that you've bought me an outfit, these are no longer my scales. I can take them off. Right. No. And the plot has decreed that I do not need these to be my scales anymore. And, and then, Goodbye. and then once they've established that she can change her scales, she then goes back to wearing the same outfit constantly. Mm. <laughs> so it, it, the, the gag falls down very quickly. It's, it was funny for a second. And then it's like, uh, but no, the re- real world implications of this mean that you are ripping off her skin at every opportunity. Um, oh my God. Kobayashi stopped. Kobayashi was the monster all along. <laughs> Something, something, something. Humans are the monsters. Uh, do you want to talk OP and ED? Absolutely, I do. What did you think? The OP, uh, I loved. I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it. Yep. I thought... Um, so high energy. Yeah. The uh, I couldn't help, like, tapping my foot along. Um, mm. It's just every every single time I watched it, I watched the entire thing, and every single time I was just bada-booming along with it, just bopping along it's got a real good beat um real good rhythm yeah i liked uh, there's yeah, there are specifics uh within the visuals that i really liked as well uh it jumps around yeah. a bit uh i love the text when it when the words the oh, transition the, the transition of the uh words into the title uh and that hits with the beat uh, as well um yep and it, it just that's when it sort of you start feeling yourself go you start feeling yourself go yeah. drop into it it's, it's, it's really nice bit weird yeah, it's, bit it's abstract great. 
Very abstract. I I have to call out the my favorite shot of the whole OP because it must have been an absolute nightmare to animate is uh, when all the people are rising up and they're spinning. And like, it's so realistic mm. in the way that their heads all kind of linger looking at the camera for a Did second. Did you say it's so, re- so realistic when these people are levitating they're all flying into the air, <laughs> rotating the slowly? <laughs> I mean, like in the way in which they're rotating is yeah. like a, like it looks like the, the again, <laughs> for me, it's just yeah. the way that the head like hangs for that second. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's great stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the song, it's, I like that the song is amazing. Yeah. So poppy, upbeat, and is there a bit in the, the OP dragons. where the, uh, someone's banging breasts on someone else's head? Yes, it's Lakoa. Yeah, that that was because that's uh, her whole thing. She's big booby dragon girl, bigger than Tori. She's gonna do more jokes because <laughs> ha ha ha, yeah. big boobies. Yeah. That's the punchline. <laughs> it's it's fine. Like it's very quick, and I barely even noticed what was going on because the frame rate for it seems like it goes up by about you know tenfold um mm. when when yeah. it, when it does that and it, i think it's just to meet the rhythm of the song but um I, I was just like that was really random and i don't really yeah but okay bit weird but but then the whole op is to be fair there's um lots yeah. of things going on i like that the the dragons have the more kind of crazy dances and uh mm. antics whereas the for the human characters it's just kind of like a, a look in on their regular mundane human lives yeah um yeah nice i also really like the dragons uh, in dragon form, yeah, doing a little little boogie. It's almost like a together. um Power Ranger esque moment where they're all sort of tra- they all line up and then transform into the dragons, um, or, yeah. or vice versa. I can't remember which way they go, but yeah, that was that was quite nice seeing all the characters lined up and obviously alluding to the fact we're going to get a ton more dragons, which is fun. Uh, yeah, to see new people and I, yeah, new people, new dragon designs. Yeah, good dragon designs. Yeah, well, that yeah. that that's another thing. Uh, and again, I'm not gonna, I don't, I don't want to keep harping on about dragon pilot because this isn't really a criticism it's just an observation we don't see any other dragons in dragon pilot that by the end of episode three because it's sort of yeah we just we just see the main 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 guy and it's just them getting to grips with everything isn't it yeah whereas here by the end of episode two we see canna's dragon form which I, i really like it i like i like feathered dragons in fiction i think they're really really cool yeah and um it, well by the end of episode three we see loads and then when they when they arrive at the party and they're in dragon form and it's just this yeah. shock Fafnir of everything is this like satan yeah um again just another comical moment that lands and there's so many of like I, I we, we're not we're not doing it justice there's so many good little bits what about the ed uh yeah it's all right it, it passes my my ed test and that there's more going on than just stills it almost didn't like the mm, initial bit where it's yeah. showing the kind of the monday to sunday um i was i was like ah oh, come on you can do it but then uh it kicks into the, all, all the little dragons dancing and singing along and it's the actual voice actors who are oh, singing cool. the, the ending theme yeah. so it matches up to each voice actor coming in yeah i, I really liked yeah, it, yeah, it was like the visuals i like the chibi dragons uh or the characters, the chibi, chibified characters that uh, were singing along. Yeah. Um, that was fun. Bit of something a bit different. And I, I like that they, yeah, they like, like you say, that like they were actually singing along. It was almost fourth wall breaking, uh, as they sort of mm. just enjoying their own ED. Um, it was fun. Yeah. Um, the song was reminded me of a bit sort of eighties American sitcom vibes, but it was, um, yeah, it was fun. It was good. I liked, it was, it was... What, what do you think to the animation? Uh, like, it, right. 
I don't know if it ca- carries on throughout, but there was bits early on in episode one that I was like, that's, there, there was, it, there seemed to be a different, like there was, the background was texturized differently to the animation. So there was almost like a pastel yeah. crayon colored uh, animation yeah. style. The, the, mm-hmm. the backgrounds throughout are really, really nice. Mm. Um, I don't know what studio did them, uh, um, but they, yeah, they've definitely got this um, other aesthetic, which makes the character designs of the the main cast really pop, especially like when they're in the Shotengai and they're all the different fruits and meats and stalls are all in the background. And then you've got these two bright characters in the middle that kind of really draws your focus. Um, yeah. But even like in the apartment, um, the backgrounds are softer yeah uh, but they're so detailed like they get the air conditioning unit perfect mm. like there's the cans in the background like some are knocked over they're not just kind of copy pasted it's like a lot of care and attention's gone into this and speaking of uh, care and attention going into things like the video game that they're playing in episode three <laughs> right the dark souls uh, like th- th- why they went out of their way to specifically make a 3d yeah like looking game like a ps1 style dark souls for the sole purpose of like having a bit about fafnir becoming a pro gamer like yeah it's so much that must have taken it's such a specific skill set that like that studio maybe they have like they have it but to find somebody specifically to make a ps1 styled game animation is like it's such commitment to the bit it was, I love it was it. all for, yeah, like you say, that gag. And, and the very end was brilliant. A brilliant way to wrap up that episode where I, I can't even remember what happened. Something happened. Someone gets naked and to hide Toru. I think Toru gets naked at one point. Doesn't, uh, yeah, Kobayashi, Kobayashi starts stripping them again. Yeah. Well done, Kobayashi. <laughs> oh, Kobayashi. <laughs> and they hide, they hide, who, whose eyes do they cover? They cover someone's eyes who's playing. They cover Fashioner's eyes. Yeah. Uh, who's playing the game and you just see the knight attacking the wall because he can't see the yeah. game and that's where it sort of leaves it and it's a really just just fun way of um closing things off you don't see any of the sketchy etchy you don't see anything like that it's focusing on the game which is just <laughs> a, a kudos to them and again goes like you like you were saying earlier the the the, the sketchy etchy is used for gags they're not leaning into it too much um mm. so it's another big big tick um yeah fun should we get into the three questions? Awesome. Have you got any odds and ends? It's It feels kind of like there's a lot of lore to the world that Kobayashi comes from that is uh, kind of mixed up of all these different belief systems. Like we get some Norse references to like the Nine Realms and the dragon uh, Nidhogg nibbling on the tree. Mm-hmm. We see some, like we get mentions of gods and that humans have amazing powers in her world. I honestly oh, yeah. think it would be quite interesting to see an isekai show or something along the like along the lines of is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon mm. like in the Kobayashi world because yeah it, it just Toru? seems like a in Toru yes world. Toru's world yes what did I say Kobayashi, did I say Kobayashi? Kobayashi yeah. oh yeah no absolutely not yeah. let's okay let, let's isekai Kobayashi into Toru's <laughs> yes. world yeah give us some magic powers yeah that's an isekai I'll watch yeah no yeah, I, 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 just, I like that, that kind I of think um, in general the animation and 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 the sort of the way the dragons go about their magic with their sort of holographic almost um oh yeah almost uh doctor strange sort of yeah um moving manipulating like space and time stuff uh and like random powers like being able to literally turn back time and 
Oh, yeah. When she destroys the... Breeze fire, blows up the apartment, and then just... Oh, no, it's fine. Yeah. I got this. Yeah, I, th- I think... She is kind of strong. Very interesting um, depth they've gone to to create these dragons that, at this, at this stage, I mean, I don't know how if, if they lean into that, if that becomes a big part of it, but at this stage, it's more just building the world and there's there's not there's not really yeah. they haven't had to use any powers they haven't had to fight they're just doing it for fun just showing these yeah, little in, fun moments in comparison to yeah in comparison to something like um devil is a part-timer where there is this kind of looming threat mm. slash plot and they've had to use some of their magic or they're transforming back into the ways of the old world here it's just like now nah, let's just let them hang out and relax and yeah and the- we'll, we'll the way the way they drop those things in as well is uh, they're trying to give this information that there's the bit in i think it's the first episode where um quite a lot happens at once and we it's the bit with the tail and we find out that the tail is poisonous mm-hmm. and kobe is like you, you were gonna let me eat that um so i took the poison out yeah um and then it drops in that she can just turn back time with the with the fire breathing uh destroying mm-hmm. the room and the, um when she <laughs> when she meets the delivery guy what does she say to... Oh, my God. How does she react to that? I've written that note and I can't even remember what happens. Is, is he just... It, she, like, threatens to kill him. Oh, yeah. And she's <laughs> like, please sign here. I'll kill you, you pathetic, worthless human. Yeah, and she... Con- like, don't, don't call him pathetic. Come on, that's my package. Constantly slating humans. <laughs> and then all the, all the while falling in love with Kobayashi. Um, she's got this, like, little sinister streak as well. Like, she was straight up about to murder all of the neighbours if Kobayashi hadn't walked out. Yeah. Yeah, that's that whole scene was very random. Um, I guess it was to show Kobayashi's problem-solving skills. Um, yeah, because she just goes to her neighbors and asks them all to be quiet, and they work out a schedule and for them all to be noisy. And I'm going to be hungover at exactly this time every single day. Yeah. Please refrain. <laughs> <laughs> that the solution—that's not the solution. Like, use that problem-solving ability <laughs> to to get over your addiction and move on with your life. No, don't. It's just just nah. a, a, a really creative way of not solving anything. Maintaining. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, let's jump into those uh, three questions then and find out if this is good enough to get into the universe. So this concept is batshit crazy, isn't it, really? Oh yeah, I like like you described at the beginning when you did your little riff on the uh, what's happening in this show. Like, how do you even convey that to people? I guess the simplest way is a dragon takes on human form and tries to live in modern day Tokyo. Yeah, but that doesn't even really it, 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 do justice. It to also the rest of what's going on. It also really doesn't help imagine what it's going to look like because you have to understand they can how they transform what the, there's so many mm. questions yeah so the concept is batshit crazy they execute it well because it's funny as hell um yeah and it's, and it's like really nice to look at it's really nice to look at it's really it's, it's, it's very pretty um the animation nice on my eyeballs yeah the animation's sick the fight scenes are good like there's enough action in there to keep everyone engaged mm. there's, there's some good heartfelt moments like scattered in as well yeah is is yeah I've, are there any turnoffs that's going to stop this getting in because i'm i feel like this should i feel like the sketchy etchy the maid fetishes the the, the dominatrixy submissive dominant dominant stuff is a bit iffy 
but it doesn't yeah it doesn't spend a long time on it at this stage maybe one, yeah, once it's or never twice kind of episode. done in a yeah it's never done in like a mean way like none of the characters i don't know i think kobe actually seemed... pretty mean when she strips her off in the bar yeah. um <laughs> yeah in a bar in front of everybody but like yeah yeah it's a bit sleazy <laughs> it, it, it has a bit of a weird streak with that kind of stuff um but I don't think it takes away enough to say that it's a like it's a turn off definitely. Mm. But I don't think it's enough of one to counteract all the other stuff that works so well. I think I think this has got a lot of the same. It's it, it remi- it's it's very similar to Devil Is a Part Timer in the in the humor. It's very dry, mm. sort of uh, very one liners here Relatable. and there. Very um, subtle jokes a lot of the time, sort of just with the phrasing or the the tone of voice and things like that. Um, which land really well. So I think we put devil, we, we put devil as a part timer in the universe because of its, because of that really. And I think this pretty much does the same thing. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I'd agree with that. It hooks you. It's wit and comedy lands in a number of different ways, whether it's visual timing or just absurdity, like everything lands pretty, like from pretty well to incredibly well. There was a few times I was actually going, holding my gut laughing yeah because it is funny and it's not and even the least funny moment still got like a smile yeah and it's not re- like recycled stuff that you've seen thousands of times before i think that they're, they've thought long and hard about how they want these characters to act and how they want them to be portrayed and it, again relating it back to devil is a part-timer it's a lot of the good relationship stuff between those characters was because they were so um so opposing that they, they, they had mm. different dynamics they had that they knew what they wanted those characters to be and they played to those strengths and here yeah exactly the same thing you know a lot of the bland because of those characters and how well they're developed yeah excellent so it's in then i guess it's in it's yeah let's, let's put it in <laughs> it's in the anniversary let's do it let's put it in don't clip that oh god <laughs> <laughs> loop it five times perry go <laughs> <laughs> you twat. <laughs> uh, um, uh, yeah, so if you're watching this uh, on the YouTube channel, which should be going up at some point. I mean, this this one won't be out for ages uh, on the YouTube channel. Yeah. But yeah, you might get a lovely little loop there. So <laughs> let's... All right, okay. So it's in the anniverse. Well done, uh, Miss Kobayashi and um, Toru and the gang. And uh, yeah. the whole squad. Well done. We'll what Sam, what are we watching next week? Next week yeah so uh from wholesome dragons being made we're getting a little bit more rough and tumble next week as we are going to watch the netflix anime record of ragnarok right yes we decided this last week well done for remembering um yeah record of ragnarok it's something that i wanted to see um just because it looks fun and it looks interesting and it's new and i can uh get on board with it straight away so yeah let's hope it it shines in those first three episodes and we'll discuss that next week. And obviously, if you guys want to jump in the conversation as well, uh, hit us up on Instagram and Twitter where you can uh, to tell us what you think of Miss Kobayashi and uh, tell us what you think we should watch next. Have you got any suggestions for us? Because Sam's always mm-hmm. willing to take on new ideas. I'm always willing to compromise. That's what they call me. Compromiser <laughs> McGee. Comprom- <laughs> compromising Sam. That's... Uh, that's what is known in the biz. Hang on, wait, no. No. <laughs> I don't want any compromising photos of me appearing anywhere. Too late, they're out there. It's done. Um, yeah. 
Well, thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to send us an email or a message or a comment, please do. Um, our email is gateway to the anniverse at gmail.com. Uh, if you send us a nice letter or a nice message, we'll read it out and uh, answer any questions that you might have. Um, but until next time, we'll see you in the anniverse. Welcome to Will's new segment, Shit You Didn't Know But Now You Do. Did you know there's an ant species in New York City that has been nicknamed the Manhattan? The Manhattan. Yeah. Well, now you do. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the post-show Slice of Life, our little segment where we get to take a load off and (laughs) take off our critical thinking caps and just have a catch-up, find out what we've been watching, reading, looking at, going to over the past week. Yeah. Um, Yeah. What have you been up to this week, Sam? Anything interesting? Uh, Well, the new season, uh, the summer season of anime has begun, which means... uh, that I've been picking up some new shows. There's not actually been a great deal of new ones that I'm very interested in. Okay. Um, that time I got reincarnated as a slime, season two, part two, is uh, starting in a few days, so I'm excited for that. Cool. Um, but the only new anime that I've actually picked up and actually seen an episode of at the moment is called The Case Study of Vanitas, mm-hmm. um, which is this show about a vampire and a doctor uh, working to cure all vampires. Like, Ooh. I wasn't sure what to think of it going in. That's, that sounds an interesting plot. I like, I like the sound of it. It sounds intriguing. Yeah. And it's gorgeous to look at. Like, the character designs are what kind of sold me on it. And right. the first episode, I had this, this huge, dumb smile on my face the whole time. Like, it was just, like, it was really funny. There was a good level of tension um, in the dramatic scenes. And, yeah, it just seems like it's going to be a really nice ride through yeah. this world um so yeah that's what i've been doing uh i've done nothing else played a lot of sonic advance <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh. oh i did i do tell a lie i did fin- finish two other shows as well i finished um yasuke uh which is a show on netflix a netflix original anime about um japan's first and only black samurai Ooh. um very interesting though a lot of mechs and magic that I assume wasn't there in the actual history of <laughs> Japan. <laughs> right. Um, but it was a nice short jaunt at six episodes. Um, and I also binge watched uh, The God of High School, which has one of my favorite dubstep openings <laughs> ever. Okay. Um, so I think that's going to get lined up soon for uh, potential for an anniversary episode. Brilliant. No, that sounds cool. Yeah. Nice. How about you? What have you been doing this fine week? Honestly, I know it's boring, but not a lot. We've um, I've been very busy uh, at work and stuff. So um, I did watch last weekend. I watched uh, the new, well, newish Disney film Luca. Oh yeah, is it good? I loved it. I, it's one of my favorite. Oh Disney, really? Fa- well, it's Pixar, isn't it? Pixar Disney, same thing. Um, mm. uh, it's one of my. I heard it's a cry Pixar. Cryy. I heard it's quite cry. Um, it, I didn't feel like that uh some people have some people have said it it got them quite emotional i've i've, and I've looked mm. at some uh uh youtubers sort of comments you know reviewers uh and and they, they yeah. you know they said that they got uh they got cray but uh, no i didn't find that at all i thought it was quite wholesome uh it's funny um and as you know it all all pixar and disney have their sort of 
underlying adult humor in there that only the adults in the room get, which is always good. Um, yeah. But honestly, mate, if, if going from worth the watch, going from animation, uh, from anime to that, it just shows that, uh, and, and, uh, you know, not to bash anime, but like the quality of this film. It's beautiful. Mm. It's this, it's so beautiful to watch. Just the first five, 10 yeah. minutes, give the first five, 10 minutes a go and just get an, an essence of like the colors and the, uh, mm. the way they transition from human to creature. Oh, I think I saw a clip of, of the way that it, of one of them transforms and it was, it was stunning. Yeah. I was, I was blown away by the, like the level of detail. Yeah. Really and cool. I think we are living in this like glorious, animation renaissance almost where we're getting films like luca and we're getting your um is it the millers versus robots that just dropped on netflix Ooh. and then like into the spider verse which is going getting really experimental with their animation like yeah it's amazing yeah we're, we're it's good stuff pushing the boundaries yeah. no it's really cool um apart cool. from that not a lot I mean, what no no nothing really um I, I did watch another episode of uh Devil is no, was it Devil is a part time? No, what did we watch last week? Last week it was Demon Slayer. Yes, yes, you did. You watched the uh, yeah. episode four of Demon Slayer. Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that fight though. Yeah, yeah, oh. it's really good. Yeah, dude, it pops. I'm glad we put it like, in. <laughs> speaking of, yeah, so I'm more so glad that we put it in because I don't want legions of Demon Slayer fans to come and lynch <laughs> us. Like. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, no, dude, from that point onwards, like, as soon as he starts using the water breathing techniques, like, it's, it's just so visually arresting. What a blade! Kind of that... What a blade! Oh, what a good guy. Um, I want to pinch one of your uh, old segments that we brought into Slice oh, of Life okay. uh, before we kind of wrap things up. Yeah. Um, and shouting out some other creators, um, I have been on a bit of a binge of JCS criminal psychology. Wow. Okay. Which, it, right. <laughs> like it, it popped up. You might have seen it actually on, uh, on YouTube. Like it keeps turning up in everyone's feeds. It's called, uh, how to pretend you're crazy. Oh no. And it's, it's like, um, the guy, all of his videos are like case studies of, um, either criminals or the criminal justice system where he breaks down kind of what people's tells are, what, uh, like picking apart their arguments and kind of analyzing how people behave when they're getting interrogated. And I've just, honestly, I found it fascinating. I've like some of the videos run on like an hour and a half, two hours long. And I was just wow. sat there last night, just like, whoa, yeah, <laughs> this is awesome. That does sound really, really intriguing. I might have to give that a watch. If, it's if, good if, if, I, if I just look at how to pretend you're crazy, will I find it? Yeah, probably. Cool. It's just easier than remembering names. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, no, that sounds cool. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else I've been watching this week. There's not really. Uh, oh, ah, okay. Potter. I said, uh, ooh, <laughs> ah, a uh, hey, no, a uh, he. <laughs> yeah, stop. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Potter fans. I've been, <laughs> this is really nerdy. But uh, I've been listening to uh, on the anime podcast. True, this yeah. is really nerdy. He so, says, <laughs> "Well, it's nerdy in a different way, isn't it? It's because it's, it's Potter." Um, this is my nerdy. Yeah, um, I've been <laughs> listening to. I've started listening to the audio book of James Potter. So what? it's a series of fanfic novels that have been uh... given permission to be released as audiobooks by J.K. Um, 
and they wow. they are following James Potter, Harry's son, um, in oh in in his first year of Hogwarts and onwards. And there's a whole series of books that have been released. Uh, I don't know whether you can buy wow. them. I don't know whether they're in. I don't think they're in print because um, I think. JK was. I assume stipulated. it's like it has to be non-profit. Yes, yeah, I think it has to be non-profit. So, um, and it, yeah, it's it, it's just it's amazing to like that you, you can tell it's fanfic. You can tell it's not JK writing them. Um, yeah, the, 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 the rest, she's not describing every single thing in the room. <laughs> well, there's some there's some clunky dialogue. There's some... I don't need to know what the teacup looks like. <laughs> <laughs> but um, just being back in that world is uh, from. It, mm. it filled me with utter joy to be to have that. Fre- you know, when you whenever you read a Harry Potter book for the first time, it's that feeling of new story but the same world, mm. and it's that. Oh, it just filled me with nostalgia listening to yeah. um, James's perspective as he goes through into the Great Hall, gets sorted, and all these different things, and some of the character references. Obviously, he's using all the same characters, um, so there's. Mm-hmm. references you know mcgonagall's the head teacher and we've got all, all these different sort of things of how it's evolved since harry's time at school um yeah really fun they've got wi-fi now <laughs> Slyth- <laughs> slytherin house same i mean i'm not very far through but slytherin house seems like it's going to be more dope than ever like um more party party in the basement <laughs> more more sort of you know the the grievances everyone has with slytherin that they're just the bad guys yeah. um it seems like it's overcoming that and the houses are more united ah. so um it, it nice yeah it should be interesting so i'm really glad that you're getting to have that experience man like yeah. um i love coming back to a piece of media later on and find and more stories with characters in that world that's why original recipe digimon mm. is like one of my favorite things like they recently released a movie where the characters are a similar age to us wow. and like it just it just it broke me yeah i was just ruined yeah <laughs> but oh, like brilliant yeah it's a really nice feeling to be able to go back to a, like such a cherished fictional world yeah yeah it's cool um all right should we leave it there i think we should leave it there um thanks so much everybody for listening if you've got this far uh send us a message telling us about what is your favorite uh, nostalgic world that you love to go back to and visit um until next time we'll see you in the universe.